for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. get you on my podcast i was inspired after you bro and i just i was like i want to start one i didn't start it till last month but you oh, you, nice. were, you inspired me i was like yeah so thank you for that inspiration <laughs> that's awesome that's really cool what uh how often do you uh do your podcast um it's it's kind of random but like i did it four times in the last week and uh there's two of them actually two podcasts because i have so many different people the thing is, I hang out with different musicians every day. So it's like, yeah. I should just be podcasting this stuff. It's kind of like just more like me hanging out with my friends sort of thing. Yeah. That's really cool. Like just when it's like candid and not really planned or structured is when you get the best gems. It, yes, exactly. Exactly. And that, that's kind of how it feels. It was kind of like I'd have them hang out for... 20 or 30 minutes here and ask them questions, take notes on it. And then we go live and I kind of ask the same questions again. And it's like, we'd already kind of talked through it in a way. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm start trying to get used to Facebook's new algorithm. Like when I'm promoting this stuff, they've just recently changed everything over. And it's like, I've noticed a giant drop off in all my, uh, following and whatnot uh -huh. so it's just kind of like trying different things yeah totally i noticed that too and uh it's total total change but I, I told the owls and they're showing up i see raquel and heather and megan and so we got the the owl team of, of water tower showing up to, to meet you and nice uh, so grateful for that for all of them and for you and i know you have a very loyal following so i'm, I'm grateful to be on the show yeah it's uh you know it's it's interesting to see who's gonna who ends up showing up and who doesn't. I think it just kind of depends on the day and whatnot. But yeah. you know, we have a pretty deep following all over the world. You know, we have people from the UK, New Zealand, Australia. It's really cool and exciting. Oh, I love it, and I love the acoustic sessions you've been doing. The MXL sessions, a real, real good sound that those artists yeah. are doing. Yeah. What. Well, um, we've been doing those for a while. The um, the MXL thing was about two year, uh, about a year and a half ago, I guess. At this point, okay. Um, they sent us a bunch earlier. Uh, I strategically uh, started posting some of our early stuff up on LinkedIn. Okay. And so the idea was, I knew what I was going to do, so I started adding people from MXL because I was. That's always been the mics we've used, A, because they're affordable, B, they sound really good. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. And I started adding people from MXL on my LinkedIn page. And then I would just casually post our videos, you know, mm -hmm. thinking maybe somebody important would see it. Sure enough, a week in, the director of sales reaches out and is like, hey, we like your videos can we send you new, uh, new microphones? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to say no, like send, actually that's where this one came from. 
And like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Some of the mics they sent us aren't the best mics. <laughs> like they, they were like new products. They were trying to find like something that competes with like the uh, Sure SM58 and stuff like that. But yeah. it's like, you can't really compete with that mic. That is like such an industry standard mic. That, yeah, that's, you're not going to compete with it. Not going to compete. Yeah, I, you know, I have my my basic my fifty my fifty eight here, just a, like a Radio Shack or a knockoff. But, uh, okay. but then I like to use this RE three twenty as well, just sort of for like it's like a bass drum mic, but the, one of the off label uses is like this the sound of radio in a sense, yeah. right? Yep, <laughs> absolutely. It, it's always interesting. Uh, I my sound engineer uh, when we're out recording, he finds new ways and new uh, new ways to use different mics. Like uh, we found, or there was this one mic, uh, it's a Rode mic. It, I forget what the actual name of it is, but we bought it just because we needed as many mics as we could. We didn't really know what we were gonna do with it, but it was 40 bucks brand new, we'll figure it out. And we open it and it's like, okay, Maybe we can use this for like bass drum, like the mic a bass drum or, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then we start doing bluegrass music. And now it is the best mic that we have to mic upright basses. Yes. And so it's like we have this, like the only reason we still have it in our kit is to mic an upright bass <laughs> and no other reason. Oh, I love that. So, like, it, it, it's kind of funny because it's like, it takes up so much room in our kit, but we use it for one specific person or one specific reason. And we can't find another mic to duplicate it. So I love it. It is. But <laughs> So I think we're going to just keep rolling with it since we've kind of been chatting a little bit. Um, how are things been going, man? How's, uh, how's LA treating you? You know, LA's, been in been in my radar for a while because i got a lot of friends that live out there and you know you guys are in lockdown not in lockdown yes you know um i love i love living in los angeles you know i I actually just got to go to the hollywood sign for the first time today it's funny um we we took a hike up there and uh, i had never gone there but it was there weren't a lot of people out there you know the people who were had masks on were socially distanced so yes we we're on a lockdown we're we're basically on a lockdown um, but you know, I think last time I talked to you, we were, we were playing a lot of, uh, live streaming and less busking. We've been doing more busking now mm-hmm. and, and live streaming while we busk and stuff. But now so that people don't get scared, we have giant, uh, things to collect the money. So like, so that, you know what I mean? We got masks on so people don't freak out. Like we'll wear these, uh, like butterfly nets and pool nets and people yeah. get to throw the money in there. Like this one extends pretty long too. So, you know, we got masks on and we're out there and we also have a Venmo, a sign with Venmo. So if the car doesn't want to roll their window down, they can throw to our Venmo sign and support the band or see our Instagram, Mm -hmm. you know, so we've been doing that a lot. That's awesome. Yeah, that was, uh, I remember shortly after we had you on last time, um, I started paying attention to your live streaming and I think you were still in LA at this point, but you were uh, busking and live streaming on an intersection or at an intersection. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, exactly. That's basically what we do at, at freeway off ramps. How, how, wh- or what was kind of the, uh, the bir- who was the brain or who birthed that idea? I guess is the most appropriate question. Yeah, that's a really good, a good question. Well, I started busking when I was twelve, and I got with well, the band had a busking history. Band started fifteen years ago. And we always busked on the streets, which is street performing, but 
the off-ramp particular came from a guy named Patrick Norris, who's actually on our CD here. He's hmm. he's this guy up in this top corner. See, I'm in the yeah. middle, and that's the guy who birthed the idea. Nice. Uh, because he, he always said that uh, performing on the off-ramp for cars is always going to generate a lot more revenue than for foot traffic. And I was too afraid to go do that. And I associated with homeless people or begging or things I didn't want to be in, you know, my ego associated with. But once I got over all what I, you know, self-importance, I went out and stood there, played music, had a great time. And the money really was better than foot traffic. So got hooked on it and moved here to a specific off-ramp uh, out here six years ago from Portland because it was mm -hmm. raining most of the year in Portland. Yeah. And here it, it's it's sunny, so we could bus get the off-ramp all year here. So uh, it's been six years at basically at the same off-ramp out here in LA. And Bill Burr tipped us twice last week, and we've gotten to know him over the last. It's been really cool. It's just oh, like nice. six years at the same off-ramp, and all of a sudden Bill Burr's here. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's funny. I <laughs> Bill Burr is probably my favorite comedian that's out right now. And really? Ours too. That's awesome. I, I've just really started getting into uh, F is for Family. Yes. And so it was one of those things. I was, um, I don't know if you know, but we're uh, launching a radio show in Roswell, New Mexico. Live um, and Amplified is? Yeah, Live and Amplified is. Yes! And so we got uh, tapped to do, like, it's a traditional rock radio show. Like, you think of just a rock radio show. That's okay. what we're doing. And so I was out in Roswell, um, and we we're cutting, like, the pilot episode because we're going to have to do it on tape delay just because of the current layout of everything and where all the people are at. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was out in Roswell, and the night after we were kind of done with everything, my buddy is like hey have you ever seen f is for family and i'm like nah I, I mean i know bill burr's in it but i've never like sat down to watch it he's like dude you gotta watch it so we took a crazy edible <laughs> watched <laughs> f is for family and yeah that, that, that was kind of the end of it end of it and uh i've been watching it ever since i've about halfway through the fourth season, which I think is the most current one, if I'm not wow. mistaken. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've just seen little bits, um, but I absolutely love, I adore Bill Burr and everything he does. It's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's really good. Um, but so you've been doing, I think the last time we had you on, you had just released your album, your most recent album. That's right. Um, or did you just release a single? I'm trying to think now. How long has it been? Well, it was uh, both. I, it was both. You're right. You're right. Because it was our it was our album, our first album, which took us seven years. You know, Water Tower Fly Around, and uh, you know, we had done six albums under our old name, Water Tower Bucket Boys, but we yeah. kicked the bucket and all that. So yes, but then I also released a single under my rapper alter ego, One Eight Two Water. Yeah. So there was first single being released there and first album. So you're you're right. Got it. Awesome. So what, what's kind of been the uh, response from the album? Oh, man, it's it's been so cool. It, you know, it, it just I couldn't have hoped for a better response. Uh, just so many people like enjoying the music, reaching out and being able to, to build a family around the music and people who enjoy the music and uh, healing and and friendship and uh, more music. Most importantly, more music is, is in friendships, which to me is the most important thing is the community that comes out of of the music and so um yeah just getting to share this has, has been been really cool in building community you know the owls we, we call them mm -hmm. another owl here but, yeah uh, you know <laughs> nice. 
Ed, how how'd you uh how did the uh, fan base kind of get the nickname of the Owls? I, Because I've heard you call them that uh, previously, and I've always been kind of curious where that kind of nickname came from. That's, that's a good that's a good question. You know, it was definitely a newer, I'd say a quarant- more quarantine-type uh, nickname. You know, it used to be Towerheads or, yeah. you know, things like that. And we have the Facebook group Towerheads Unite, you know, and so people will be Towerheads. But, but uh the owl thing specifically came from the quarantine because all of a sudden we're live streaming every day, sometimes yeah. twice a day. We used to do it at 12 and five at one point deep in the, in the quarantine. And what I would do is I would go around my room and you, I don't know if you could see this room, which we call water tower corporate, there's instruments, right? So yeah. I would film the instruments at walking around the room. And at the very end, there were these owls on the shelf, right, right back there. There's, there's even a couple, you can even see a couple more, but there's just a bunch of owls that they and they've been sending these to us now but the the original owl it was the last thing when i would say bye it was the last thing they would see so kind of just made sense to say owl out as put the phone there it just happened totally naturally and then everyone started catching on to it and now uh the the whole team has become the owl it's a beautiful story nice that's really cool (laughs) you know it's it's really cool when there's like an actual origin story and it just comes naturally and it's not like a force thing like that's like a branding thing or something whereas if you call them like the tower heads or the water heads or the you know like you know whatever it is exactly it kind of, it kind of feels like a forced branding thing but like something like the owls you know it's just something that happened naturally every time you would log off a live stream so no that that's really cool Thank um, you. yeah part of family you know it feels like family now you know yeah absolutely and which has really grown since the last time we had you on like I've just kind of been paying attention and seeing the fan base grow and uh like watching you actually getting out and doing I don't want to call it like a full-blown tour but you went out and actually like got out and did like uh, busking on the road and you know played music outside of LA Yes, exactly. It's like, uh, technically, it's a tour, but it's not like anyone would think as a tour. It's nothing to be scared about. Because I know when the, the tour word comes out, people, there's a lot of mixed feelings in. But the thing about it was normally when we were tour, we go out as a seven piece band. What Juice and I went out, the two of us, we, you know, we get tested regularly, uh, masks on, outdoor, you know, basically going across it. And we didn't let anyone know. We didn't promote it. We, we had we were going to see our friend essentially, you know, like, like when we come to see you, we're going to just come see you, but we're going to play a few places along the way. And, you yeah. know, we might, we might make a post that morning or the night before, but it's all going to be real mellow and not, you know, not big gatherings or anything. Yeah, absolutely. And when you do a, a busking tour, let's call it, um, yeah. are you, 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 uh, how do you kind of plan that out? Are you just kind of dry, like you just set a final destination and it's like wherever you feel like stopping in the meantime, or? You know, that's a good point. It, it can be that, it has been that, but uh-huh. we actually, there we do a little bit of planning. We look at a map and we go by friends and owls essentially, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and we just, we we find, it, it, last time we did call a couple of venues, we hadn't had live music in a while, but are doing outdoor seating and stuff like like a couple venues who used to have music and we're like hey we're driving by we're a band you know just wondering if we could you know and a couple of venues are to- a lot of venues are starving for music so um you know just trying to be creative about ways to make revenue happen and pay for the gas on the way yep. 
And, um, you know, that's kind of how we always did it anyway. So it's, it, the only difference is that we're not really putting any money into promotion and we're not, you know, there's, we just don't want to announce it. We just want to go spread music because it's what we do, but also see our friends. Yeah. You know, what you guys do is what I tell a lot of young musicians that don't have a lot of responsibilities to do because, uh, they'll be, I'll get hit up every once in a while, like, hey, I'm 17, 18 years old, getting ready to graduate high school, and I want to make it in the music business. What should I do? And I was like, I've every one of them I tell, you're graduating high school, turning 18, what kind of financial responsibilities do you have? That's the first question I always ask. And nine times out of 10, it's, oh, nothing. Like, insurance, you know, whatever, like, whatever minor thing. I was like, you know what you do? Hit the road and just start playing open mics, you know, playing wherever you can. And then once you get to the point where you're either where you want to be or you're flat broke and you can't go anywhere else, then go back home and start over again. You know, (laughs) I love that. So that, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, just make it happen. Like, I don't know. So I've always been a firm believer in that kind of philosophy of just get out there and do what you do and you'll either make it or you won't. So. I love that. I love that you share that with people. You know, I, I, I firmly believe that too. And I think that's great advice to tell someone get out there and play music. And, and nowadays, you know, it, it, I almost, I'm trying to come up, I'm writing this, this sort of book, this concept, which is kind of like a call to action. I've always, I always thought of it as the art and science of busking. It was one thing that, we talked about calling it, but mm-hmm. I don't think that that's a good name for it because I don't think anyone knows what busking is. And I don't think the art and science of busking is any is interesting to anyone other than you and me, right? Yeah. But, but the other name I came up for it was how to make money as a musician in 2020 or mm-hmm. how to make money as a musician in a pandemic. Or And, and, and here's what I think. I think that uh, we're seeing, you know, with, with politics, things are kind of crazy right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and so I think it's very important for everyone to remember um, the importance of art and music in our society. And so what, what my call to action for musicians is, I think that we can all go out to the road. I'm not saying doing anything illegal, mm-hmm. but uh, I think we can all go out to uh, a, a place like outside and wear a mask and, and play your music. If you want to play music, I think you could play your music and it will spread love and it will spread healing no matter what you do, where you do it. And the other thing is if you do it at the right off ramp, you could also make a living doing it. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know, like the whole off ramp thing, just it made like when I first saw and I've kind of put two and two together that that was an off ramp. It's <laughs> like, it just makes perfect sense because when you come off an off ramp, you're going to have to stop and you're more prone to stop at an off ramp than at any like normal intersection so you know you're gonna have like a minute or two of time to give them entertainment or let let them hear your tune um so are you when when you're doing those um the i guess we can call them session the off-ramp sessions off-ramp sessions yeah yeah um (laughs) are you kind of tailoring your set to when they're you know like the lights about to turn red or there's going to people be people by you or do you just kind of play through and whatever happens happens 
Well, it's, it's, I love that you said that. It's all three. And I've been thinking about it for years and years. And, and it has to do with how long the light is. But like I, my brain is tapped into this light. We've been at this. I've had about 10 lights in my life that I've had deep love affairs with and spent a lot of time at. Our one light that we spent a lot of time, I'm tapped into it. I know when it turns yellow. I feel when it's red. Okay. So I have lots of different ways to, uh, yeah, like there's, there's, it, it, we do it based on a car to car basis and, and I'll assess the first car. Cause if we can crack the first car and there's 10 cars behind them, we have a good chance of cracking every single one like dominoes. Mm -hmm. So it's all about cracking the first car and we'll look at say the ethnicity, the type of car they're doing. So if it's an Armenian, we'll play the Armenian national anthem. Yeah. Um, you know, if, it, if it's a hardworking um, Latin American, we might play La Cucaracha or, or, you know, we're profiling people, you know, and, and, and it, it, you know, and we're, or we're playing our fiddle tunes, or if it's someone in a Tesla, we might start playing some jazz, nice. we might start playing some blues. So we're, we're tailing our, not only our set, but 10 minutes there, sorry, 10 seconds to 50 seconds to tops of around two minutes sometimes of music that could have five to eight different little pieces within it and all yeah weaving in and out as we walk and i've been working to train the guys for years so they're really they're they we all think now on the same level it's cool guys awesome that, that's really cool like i was always kind of curious how you did it and like how you would tailor your set for something like that um and now that you kind of explain it it's like oh yeah that, that makes perfect sense um so obviously during the pandemic, like in-person live shows haven't really been, I mean, obviously you've been doing the, the um, busking at the intersection after the off-ramp, sorry. Um, have you been doing, or well, nope, I already answered my own question because I saw <laughs> yesterday you did your own, like a more traditional live stream because you have a uh, tendency to uh, live stream some of your off-ramp sessions. Which is interesting yeah. because the the car noise kind of gets in the way, but you know it is. Um, it does. You, you've also do like more traditional, like live streams, right? Yes, yeah. I'm glad, glad that you mentioned that. You know, because kind of what we do as a band is is like we're we're kind of trying to do something different. I mean, not necessarily trying to. We just are doing something different, yeah. Uh, yeah. which is we're life casting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, like uh, documenting. We're never creating content. I don't ever like to create content. I cannot stand creating content. I just like to document what's going on around me. Because uh, so I'm always trying to just document what's going on around. And a lot of times that becomes life casting. We're just hanging out or we're doing this, we're jamming here. But we do have traditional actual, hey, we're going to have a stream. We're going to play some songs that you will know. Because a lot yeah. of the times when we're out on the street, we're just, we might play the blues in G for a bunch of hours and just morph it to the cars and go in and out of cultural songs and all that sort of thing. But uh, but we do have traditional sets. And I'm really glad you asked because tomorrow there's a 20, a 48 hour bluegrass festival that the California Bluegrass Association with IBMA, the International Bluegrass yeah. Association is putting on. And it's and it's a who's who. It's got Bella Flag. We got Delma Curry's band. Uh, some people from Sam Bush's band, uh, Abigail Washburn, you know, Sarah Hull, um, yeah. Cry Uncle, and uh, we get to play represent for Southern California. So that's tomorrow night at midnight, which is 3 a.m. your time, I think. So you'll probably be in bed. But but bottom line is it starts at 5 p.m. PST tomorrow. And it's 48 hours of bluegrass, and it's nice. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm. I well, I know I told you and I brought this up uh, last time. If we do every year. We do a bluegrass festival. We do media for a bluegrass festival down in the Keys. Oh, Unfortunately, yeah. this year we're not going to be able to make it due to COVID. They had to kind of shrink back a lot of the bands that they were going to bring in. Um, oh. 
And I was like, well, maybe we could still make it work. But I was looking at the lineup. It's like, they're all bands that we've worked with a million times over. So there's, it's like, not, not that it's not special, but it's just kind of like, I, I can pretty much call any one of these bands and be like, hey, you want to do, you know, it, so. Um, but yeah. next year will be their 10 year anniversary. And I'm really excited about it. And I, I will have to check out the live stream, the 48 hour live stream to see who's all on there. Actually. Yes. Um, and you said you guys go on at midnight your time? Yeah, midnight, midnight West Coast time tomorrow, which is Friday. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's gonna be fun. So we're staying up and we're gonna we're gonna do it in front of the green screen and everything. And, uh, you know, um, speaking of green screen, we've been doing it. We just we're about to release a green screen music video any day now for the song we did called COVID Island. It's the third single uh, from my rapper Alderigo 182 Water. Yeah. And, uh, and and it's and it was written by the internet as in a show called Producing the Internet that we do that Dre Drinker does where uh, people comment. We put on the beat that we that Tommy made and Dre made and then people will comment. We'll be like, hey, this was about COVID Island. And people comment what they've been doing on their COVID Island. So yeah. this song was written collaboratively by a bunch of people on the internet. And, and it, it's really exciting um, for us to have, you know, have other people we don't have to do the writing then. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, I was watching a video. Was it, was it a video or I was watching something the other day where somebody wrote a song from, or basically produced a song that was written by a auto completion, like through auto completion. So they'd like start the sentence like like they had like a the intro prompt on like if you go into your text message or whatever on your iPhone it'll yeah. have like your automated text or your guest text or whatever you want to call it yeah. and they would write a song that way wow uh, you know it, it's just kind of like i don't know how you made it work but <laughs> that that's kind of interesting in just like the new new things you would get or the new ideas you know that would just come from like one small couple of groups of words to kind of get it going but, wow and that, that's really interesting too because your phone has a bit of a psychographic profile of you yep. because you know i mean because you talk to it and it hears you and the predictive text is based on some pretty robust ai so actually that's a really interesting way of interacting with machines you know and i remember jim morrison of the doors uh there's there, him talking in the 60s about he believes the future of music is machines coming together with humans and uh i remember this great skrillex song where speaking of dubstep back to kenza where, where uh, jim they have a jim morrison sample and uh he worked with some of the other surviving members of the doors really cool okay. that's awesome that's awesome so you mentioned your rap alter ego. Yes, sir. Uh, how long have you been kind of experimenting with the rap genre and uh, been doing that? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, I've been experimenting with the rap genre for, for my whole life. You know, the record that got me into it, I was in Singapore. It was 1996. I think I was 11. And All Eyes on Me, the double album Tupac came nice. out. And when I was in Singapore, uh, that's Southeast Asia. I was there seven years. It's illegal. This is illegal. Pornography is illegal. Profanity is illegal. Uh, this is legal. So I had to buy this uh, on the DL from the CD people and all the Snoop Dogg records. And it was absolutely, I lived to listen to, to this rap music. And I grew up absolutely loving all this stuff. 
So I've always felt like a rapper inside. And I've always loved the way that rappers move, uh, you know, uh, and, and Chris Brown, I, like when he dances, Michael Jackson, all that sort of thing. I like the way they move, I like the way they dance. So I just sort of never had an outlet. You know, Water Tower didn't really feel like the right outlet to do it with because a lot of the Water Tower fans, they're, they're here for bluegrass, they're here for country, they're here for good times like that. You don't want to say you can rap and, you know, watch this white boy, like, get down. So uh, I started 182 Water uh, as a, it was a total accident. It was Blackout Tuesday. Um, I don't know if you remember that. And uh, we, we were not going live that day. It was Blackout Tuesday. And, yeah. we, and then Tommy, Dre Drinker, the guy I worked with, was like, dude, because he had heard me rap Lottie Dottie at the end of one of my songs, Tequila with Lime. I always rap it at the end of our live sets, just that, that Snoop Dogg song. He's like, dude, I found this really cool beat. You should wrap your Lottie Dottie thing too. You could just like for fun, see what's up. Yeah. And so it was born on Blackout Tuesday and, and just through his wonderful production and sort of coaxing, like co he knew that that was like a rap I was comfortable with and he helped coax it out of me. Mm -hmm. Very casual as a producer. He's a great producer because he was like, I was a little shy about being a rapper, you know what I mean? Because I've yeah. always felt like that. So he was like, hey, why don't you just do this? I'm going to walk to the other room and make some coffee. And, you know, just I'll press record. And he pressed record. I did it in one take. I wasn't shy because it was so casual. He wasn't going to be watching me. And I could, and, and all of a sudden he listened to it and he's like, yeah, this is it. And it was, it, it helped my confidence there. And from now yeah. on, now three singles in and it was sort of born out of that. It was just an element of my personality that I always wanted to express but I was shy to because people would say that I'm culturally appropriating or people would call me racist or people would say this or that. And I'm saying, ultimately, uh, it doesn't matter what anyone says about me. Like, I know who I am and I need to do what I need to do. And, and so that's kind of what it represents for me. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, that's all that matters as long as you're being authentic to yourself and not doing anything that you wouldn't normally do. You know, like, keep, keep going, keep doing you. Thank you. Thank you. So I have a question. The All Eyes on Me vinyl, is that the original pressing or is that a reprint? This is a reprint. It's a remaster. Um, it's on 180 gram. It's heavy, yeah. but this was remastered. Okay. <laughs> I was sitting, I was like, dang, is, did he just pull out an original pressing on us and just like <laughs> casually? Just cash. No, I wish. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, and like, I just saw like the, uh, the, how, I mean, well, not pristine, but like in good condition, the album was. And I was like, <laughs> all right, that, that's just casual. Cool. Casual. No, I have my, I bought it on a CD when I was a kid. Um, okay. Although I, I watched, my, my parents taught me how to do records. My mom taught me how to put the Beatles, Sergeant Peppers on, yeah. on the table and everything. So I've always been into records. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited that vinyl is making a huge comeback, like in the biggest way. Dude, I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned that because, yeah, last year was a big year for vinyl. That's what I heard. And, and this album, you were, meant, you were asking how this album's doing. Uh, one of our amazing uh, fans, Owl family members, who actually has a really cool uh, reviewing vinyl. He's a vinyl audiophile. He's addicted yeah. to vinyl. It's his thing. He's on a YouTuber, and he reviewed our album. We became friends through that. He is organizing a GoFundMe for us. To, to get this pressed on vinyl and he's already nice. raised five hundred dollars from the from people for us who, yeah. a lot of whom, whom are watching tonight thank you so much everybody yeah. and uh and anyway uh, we're, we're working on getting another forty five hundred dollars to get this pressed on vinyl so it's really exciting nice that's awesome i will have to when we get off here send me the uh, link so i can make sure i get a vinyl i love vinyl it's, yes thank you i i literally sit here i I'm like, I'm in a weird position where I don't want to like 
like I know I want to listen to it on vinyl, but I don't want to destroy the integrity of like the vinyl and the, you know, I just don't, I don't want to run the risk of scratching it. So like, I've got all this vinyl sitting at the house that has never been opened. (laughs) And so it's like, I want to listen to it, but I also want to keep it as pristine as possible because you never know. Like if, yeah, 20 point. years from now it's like water tower wins like 20 grammys or something and it's like look i've got their original vinyl pristine right here <laughs> that's a good point i'll have to send you two copies then one you can listen to one you can save <laughs> nice. well, and i mean my my record player is one of those little suitcase victrola things that they oh. sell at like cvs you know like you can get at the uh convenience stores and whatnot but yes those it's fine. Awesome. It does what I want it to do. So there you go. That's all you need. Yeah. And so do, do you have like a deadline on that or is it just kind of whenever the uh, goal gets filled and whatnot? whenever the goal gets filled? Yeah. You know, we're uh, it, it, everything seems to the cool thing about water tower time is it seems to happen on its own time, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I just trust in the process. Now the thing is I put my seatbelt on because I've I, I realized that I'm in a self-driving car. Yeah. Um, and I used to be trying to grab the wheel and be like, oh, this way and getting my will to, to where the car is supposed to go. But now that I trust where I'm going and, and who's got me and where I'm, I'm at, I don't have to worry about where the car is going or try to drive it anymore. So I can just relax and let the car drive me, you know, metaphorically speaking. Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. So are you guys working on uh, new music right now? Or where are you guys kind of at creatively? Yeah, you know, oh, man, it's, it's exciting. Creatively, uh, every day is like a whole new foray. There's new music every day. And, uh, you know, we're gonna, we we're out busking this morning, although I slept in, uh, I wasn't feeling so great, uh, just because I was tired. And, and I wanted to make sure I was up and ready for this interview tonight and stuff like that. So the guys went out in bus. And, and we're going to go out and busk in the morning and we're working on new songs. And so we write out there and uh, right now we're working on a cover for, for one of our fans who won the raffle because we do raffles. We're like, hey, if you share our uh, our live right now, that'll enter you into the raffle to get a, a video dedication from us. So right now we're working on a Rancid song, which we're going to dedicate to one of our fans oh, yeah. on the YouTube channel. Nice. Uh, what song? Or uh, is it? Fall Back Down. Okay. Yeah, it's from their Indestructible record. And uh, so... So like we, we do little things like like that to kind of help get back to our fans and, and keep everybody involved and just have a good time. And so, yes, lots of new music constantly. And, um, you know, we're doing that 48 hour uh, stream thing. And uh, it's just an exciting world we live in right now with with what, what social media has going on and, and the family that we can build right here with each other. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, one other thing I wanted to show you is, look, one of our awesome uh, tower ladies uh, made a calendar for us. Oh, this nice. Is- this is my calendar now for the for the year, and uh, I need it. And, and she did lots of scenes from from the year. It's, nice. it's just so sweet. That's and awesome. So, yeah, it's really cool. And and it was one of the power ladies actually who was that made this book for us. Uh, who I was talking about. It uh-huh. says power ladies with love, and there we are in Sanders' lap. And then they they just all really sweet messages from from all the different tower ladies and. Um, really awesome so nice. we're just so lucky to have uh, awesome owls and tower ladies and tower dudes and everything that's cool that's a really good that's really cool and i, I like the photo of santa holding a photo of you guys <laughs> that i that that is just the perfect touch 
Thank you. That's from OMG Photo uh, on Instagram. It's OH underscore MG underscore photo. She does amazing photo work. <laughs> nice. That's fun. And it's kind of funny because it's like, obviously, during the year of COVID, you weren't actually going to go be able to sit on Santa's lap if that was something you were so inclined to do. But, you know, <laughs> that's just funny, man. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, we're so lucky, man. We we have fans with a sense of humor, you know, just like ours. We get all get to laugh together at the crazy stuff that's going on and, and sing about it, you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So well, let's uh, transition back to your uh, rap music. Yes. I, I'm really kind of interested in that. You said you're getting ready to drop a music video. Yes, um, Island. How, do you have like an official date on that yet? Or is it just kind of whenever it's done? Well, it's done. It was um, the, the the single dropped um, on the on Christmas Day. It was our Christmas present, COVID Island, and it's about being stuck in it. And so the video was a lot of our friends and fans who were uh, dancing from their own COVID Island. So yes, the video's done now. It's been edited, and there's a bunch of different people in it dancing from their own COVID Island. And uh, I, it should be out any day now, any okay. day now. So I'll make sure and send it your way because. Okay. Uh, it's perfect. done so we're releasing it yeah <laughs> perfect i i didn't so it's just kind of whenever it releases it releases at this point yeah yeah we're, we're trying to go yeah it literally any day like we were talking about uh doing it today but we didn't we weren't able to get together to make a plan so i'm i'm saying for i'm gonna say next week wednesday okay <laughs> fair point like i mean you're you're kind of the artist when you say i want to try and release it on a wednesday you know yeah you know it's, it's we'll see if we get out wednesday but you know it's it being doing a rap career has been so cool because i've been able to tap into a demographic that was just not possible through just one you know type of music and um and so ju- just uh just to be able to reach another demographic through through the music, a totally different style. And and another element of myself, because I love to dance and I love to sing, I love to rap. And so getting to put all these things together um, really is just a great way for me to express myself. And um, it's funny because I wasn't comfortable like with those certain aspects of my personality until I had 182 water to be that part of myself. And now when when Dre's when we're recording, he's like, just be 182 in this. And I know exactly what he's talking about because 182 is a part of me, but it's not me, but it's a part of me and I can access it, you know. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, how do you kind of balance 182 with water tower? That that's a good point. I mean, right? Because I it's almost like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I can flip between one or the other because like uh when when I'll be playing with the guys. I'll be doing scratching out some hillbilly fiddle stuff like um right I, I play a lot of I play a lot of this thing right so like but then like the, the whole idea would be I might start uh crip walking and and start knocking it like when when people come by and they're busting some real loud rap music I'll start crip walking and start making beats right here with them yeah so, so just being able to, so that's that's like me switching into 182 mode like 182 still plays fiddle but a lot of times he's not going to scratch out notes on it. He's going to be beatboxing with it. Yeah. And uh, so I, it's it's just another element of my personality. But as far as balancing the work, um, I have time dedicated to B182 and time dedicated for well, most of the times in Water Tower land. And, and 182 is part of it. But um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Gotcha. Gotcha. So we're going to do something a little bit different. Okay. 
I'm going to ask you 12 rapid fire questions. All right. And just answer with the first thing that pops in your head. Okay. And that that's kind of it. All right. The, these it. questions can be are going to be really random and kind of range from just about anything. Love it. Okay. You ready? Yes, sir. Favorite board game? Monopoly. Favorite beverage? Sunkissed orange. <laughs> window seat or aisle seat? Aisle seat. I like a window seat. Um, how do you start your day? Yoga. Nice. Yeah. One song you wish you wrote? Free Fallen. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know if I can. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> typical morning or typical breakfast? Smoothie, blueberry. How do you take your coffee? With a little bit of coffee, mate, and a little bit of sugar. Nice. What is your kryptonite? Ooh, my kryptonite? Drugs and alcohol. That is my kryptonite. Whew. And final question, plans for this weekend? Music. Constantly. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so back to Free Falling. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that I don't like that song. I just, I'm not the biggest fan of Tom Petty. Okay. Okay. And so it's it's like that weird point where it's like I'm not a fan of Tom Petty, but I I don't hate Free Falling. That makes sense. No, I I totally get you. Um, I don't even know. It's so funny because that's not necessarily a song I would think. Like, man, I wish I wrote that, but for whatever reason, that's what came to my head. I I do love that song, and I am a big Tom Tom Petty fan, but it's not like I know all of his stuff. Like, I only know his hits, and I know a couple others. So it's but yeah, I do wish I wrote that song. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's just one of those things where it's like when I was in movies when I, or when I would uh, do film production back a uh, few years back when I was like really big into it, mm-hmm. I'd sit there and watch these movies and be like, man, I wish I produced that movie. And it was always like, not like your big blockbusters. It was always like little offshoots. Like for me, one of them was... Uh, uh, Mr. Holland's Opus was always a movie I thought I uh, wrote and produced. And then another one was like October Sky, which those two are like completely different movies and not like big blockbusters that a lot of people know. But, you know, it's it's just one of those things where it's uh, now that like I'm in the music business, it's like, I wonder what are some songs that people wish they wrote that they connect with on that level, you know? Yeah, you know, uh, I feel like that about, like, a lot of Rancid songs. I always talk about that, but I love all the Rancid songs, and I just, I love the way they write, the way, you know, so that's, that's another thing. Nice. Do you, do you ever see a uh, time in, time where Water Tower decides to do a full punk album, like Bluegrass Punk? Because there's a lot of similarities between, like, punk music and bluegrass music. Like you see a lot of bluegrass bands doing punk covers, so there's got to be something to it. I'm yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned that. There's actually a couple. Yes, I do see us doing that. That's okay. part of my dream, and, and yeah, I want to cover a couple albums in their entirety. One of my things when I did my first solo record in 2013, I covered my bloody Valentine's seminal Loveless album from 1991, all acoustic version, and that was like my sort of first solo uh, effort, but. With Water Tower, I do, I've, I've always wanted to cover Blink-182's Enema of the State, 
182's Dude Ranch, but also then Rancid's and Out Come the Wolves in their entirety. Um, and in, in a bluegrass sense, though, like like the whole album done in a bluegrass punk sort of fashion. And, mm-hmm. and really any of them would do, but I have a very fond for those Blink and Rancid records. Nice, nice. And then um, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Uh, I want to be respectful oh, of man. your time. Uh, what's kind of the plan obviously 2020 kind of threw everything for a loop of what you originally had planned uh knowing that now knowing that 2021 probably is going to be a lot more of the same uh what's kind of your plans moving forward do you um are you going to start going out and doing more of the busking touring i know you'd mentioned something about or mentioned about coming out to texas and hanging out with me for a bit but what's kind of the plan moving forward as you really start to kick off 2021 well 2021 we're going to kick it off with laying low and hanging here and and busking we're continually busking as much as we can we try to do it every day but some days you can't you know um but usually every day some of us some way shape or form water towers out there representing on the streets to play music for ourselves and the people um but we will i'd say at some point in 21 2021 busk out your way so uh, I will make sure to to be in touch. So even if we we see you like R- Rapunzel, you know, and we we yell up and, and you gotta let down your hair and just and just open a window, we'll play from you out there. Or maybe we'll see you in Austin. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you know, Austin's a cool place. I'd love to make that happen. You know, it's it is what it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah. So I I do want to end on one very polarizing question, possibly the most polarizing question I can ask you. All right, I'm good at that. What's your favorite pizza topping? Oh, this is, man, this is gonna, this is really gonna divide people. <laughs> My favorite pizza topping, I do, you know, I, I always go plain cheese, but if okay. I had to have a topping, then I do basil. Okay. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to, you know, that's like red or blue, man, left or right. That's <laughs> hey, you know what? You didn't say pineapple, so you're okay in my book. Yes. <laughs> Which is actually usually how I phrase the question, but, you know, it, it was just like, it's such a limiting question because you're only going to get a yes or no answer. Whereas now if I ask, what's your favorite pizza topping? You know, it's it opens up to so much more possibilities. That's yeah, no, this is great. And when we come see you now, we know what, what kind of pizza not to bring up. So. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, but work, uh, if people want to follow you online, where can they find you? Where can they find your music? All that fun stuff. So my band water tower band, that's Instagram and Facebook and my rapper alter ego one eight two water that's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook for everything. It's the same all the way through. So, so, you know, I appreciate you spending this time with me it means a lot to me tom thank you absolutely and whenever you got something new coming out or you just want to sit down and chat let me know love to have you back on thank you and i want to have you on uh on alt grass which is which is my uh one of my podcasts actually i would want to have you on hollywood music pulse because alt grass is the more like bluegrass one and hollywood music pulse is more for like anything else a lot of times i'll have the rappers or the soul singers or the rock bands on there but I think I think you would be perfect for Hollywood Music Pulse, and I would love to have you on that. Awesome, awesome. I 
could probably hold my own on a bluegrass podcast, but I don't know nearly enough to like, <laughs> you know, I like, it, it's not my, like, I, I could talk about the time that I should have interviewed Billy strings, but I didn't, you know, <laughs> because I didn't know who he was, you know, like we could have that conversation. If you that's remember. Hey, that's already good. We, yeah. We'll have to have that conversation in the Hollywood music post too, because I, I do want to hear about that. Um, yeah. Speaking of uh, one quick thing, I, I have a custom guitar being made for me right now. And, um, and I'm really excited because uh, the guy who's making it, it's, it's Thompson guitars and they, mm -hmm. they, that's what Billy strings plays. So yeah. they're, they're making, uh, you know, it's a bit hush hush that, but he's got one coming then mine. And then, um, so I'm really excited. So I'll have a new guitar to show you soon. And it's yes. got an extra big sound hole in honor of Tony Rice and honor of Clarence White, because um, Tony Rice actually died last week. He was, he's pretty much my, one of my biggest heroes in bluegrass. And yeah. uh, he had Clarence White's guitar, which Clarence White had an extra big sound hole in the, yeah. in the, actual, the actual guitar. And uh, so I think I have a Clarence White book right here with a picture. This is, this is Clarence White. Look, we got the same hair right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is like what I call, this is like a Bible yeah. to me. But uh, yeah, his particular guitar went to Tony and uh, you know, and, and my, my guitar is gonna be in, in honor. So I'm really excited. And it's Thompson who made great guitars, the Billy Strings connection. So nice. that's funny, you, 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 didn't get a, you didn't get to interview him though. <laughs> well, no, it's not that I didn't get to, it was, I was too chicken to go ask him to interview. Gotcha. But you know, we can have that, Next we can have that we'll conversation. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll have talk that. about that on your podcast. We'll got to save something for for the other podcast. Yes, but um, but yeah, once again, thank you so much for uh, jumping on here and chatting. Anytime you want to come back on, you're more than welcome. Um, thank you everybody for tuning in, and we will catch you guys later. Peace out. Out. Cool. We are good. Awesome. That